Please rise as you are able. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Everlasting God, in your never-ending search for a lost and alienated humanity, you gave up your Son, Jesus Christ, to take on our nature and to suffer death on the cross. In your mercy, enable us to walk the same path of self-sacrifice and share in the glorious victory of his resurrection through Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. The servant of the Lord expresses absolute confidence in his final vindication, despite the fact that he has been struck and spit upon. This characteristic of the servant played an important role in the early church's understanding of the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus. A reading from the book of Isaiah. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear, to listen to those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me, who will declare me guilty. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. 
Paul uses an early Christian hymn to help us comprehend Jesus' obedient selflessness on the cross and how God has made Christ Lord over all reality. The perspective of the cross becomes the way we rightly understand God, Christ, our own lives, and fellowship within the community of Christ. A reading from Paul's letter to the Philippians. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was not in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Word of God word of life. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 26th and 27th chapter. Given the length of this reading, I invite you to be seated. As mentioned at the outset, I will be pausing at deliberate points in the, in the reading. There will also be a bell that tolls three times. These are all meant to invite you more deeply into the passion story. One of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, will you give, What will you give me if I betray or hand him over to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that moment he began to look on an opportunity to betray him. On the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where do you want us to make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? He said, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is near. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus directed them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he took his place with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. And they became greatly distressed and began to say to him, one after another, surely not I, Lord. He answered, the one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. Judas, who betrayed him, said, surely not I, Rabbi. He replied, you have said so. 
While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will never again drink of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all become deserters because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Though all become deserters because of you, I will never desert you. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took, him, he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and agitated. Then he said to them, I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed, My father, if, this is, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not what I want, but what you want. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So, could you not stay awake with me for one hour? Stay awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away for the second time and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? See, the hour is at hand. And the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let's be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given him a sign, given them a sign, saying, the one I will kiss is the man. Arrest him. At once he came up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you are here to do. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. Suddenly, one of those with Jesus put his hand on his sword, drew it, and struck the slave of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my Father, and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled, which say it must happen this way? 
At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as though I were a revolutionary? Day after day, I sat in the temple teaching and you did not arrest me. But all this has taken place so that the scriptures of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, in whose house the scribes and the elders had gathered. But Peter was following him at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest, and going inside, he sat with the guards in order to see how this would end. Now the chief priests and the whole council were looking for false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death. But they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At last, two came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. The high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer? What is it that they testify against you? But Jesus was silent. Then the high priest said to him, I put you under oath before the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so, but I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He is blasphemed. Why do we still need witnesses? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? They answered, he deserves death. Then they spat in his face and struck him. And some slapped him saying, prophesy to us, you Messiah. Who is it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came to him and said, you were also with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before all of them, saying, I do not know what you are talking about. When he went to, out to the porch, another servant girl saw him and said to, to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you are also one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then he began to curse and he swore an oath, I do not know the man. At that moment, the cock crowed. Then Peter remembered what Jesus had said, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people conferred together against Jesus in order to bring about his death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he repented and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. He said, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, what is that to us? See to it yourself. Throwing down the pieces of silver in the temple, he departed, and he went and hanged himself. But the chief priests, taking the pieces of silver, said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, since they are blood money. 
After conferring together, they used them to buy the potter's field as a place to bury foreigners. For this reason, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. And they took the 30 pieces of silver, the price of the one on whom a price had been set, on whom some of the people of Israel had set a price, and they gave them for the potter's field as the Lord commanded me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You say so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he did not answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many accusations they make against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the festival, the governor was accustomed to release a prisoner for the crowd, anyone whom they wanted. At that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Jesus Barabbas, or Jesus, son of the father. So after they had gathered, Pilate said to them, whom do you want me to release for you? Jesus, son of the father, or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that they had handed him over. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, have nothing to do with that innocent man. For today I have suffered a great deal because of a dream about him. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus killed. The governor again said to them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, then what should I do with Jesus who is called the Messiah? All of them said, let him be crucified. Then he asked, why, what evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took some water and washed his hands before the crowd saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. Then the people as a whole answered, His blood be on us and our children. So he released Barabbas for them, and after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they came upon a man from Cyrene named Simon. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. When he tasted it, he would not drink it. 
And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. Then they sat down there and kept watch over him. Over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him, saying, he saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he wants to. For he said, I am God's son. The revolutionaries who were crucified with him also taunted him in the same way. Now from noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Elahi, Elahi, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, this man is calling for Elijah. At once, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried again with a loud voice and breathed his last. At that moment, the temple, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After his resurrection, they came out of the tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now when the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified and said, truly this man was God's son. Now many women were also there looking on from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee and had provided for him. Among them were Mary Magdalene, and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. So Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn in the rock. He then rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember, that, we remember what that imposter said while he was still alive. After three days, I will rise again. Therefore, command the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may go and steal him away and tell the people he has been raised from the dead, and the last deception would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, 
make it as secure as you can. So they went with the guard and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone. This is the gospel of the Lord. At this time, I would like to invite forward the children's sermon. I'm sorry, the children for the children's sermon. you come sit over here. Now, some of you may be wondering, why are we having a children's sermon? (laughs) You can can be my assistants. It's been a while, hasn't it? Why are we having a children's sermon today? Well, you also may have noticed that we had young people greeting and young people reading and a young person acolyting, ringing the bell. Today is the first family service we have had since the beginning of the pandemic back in 2019. Going forward, it will be as it was before, the first Sunday of every month at the 1030 service. We are also proud, of course, to have among us today Vanity Kale, our new children and youth ministry coordinator. Now, I don't know about you, but there was a lot of reading today, wasn't there? Right? Amelia is saying yes, right? There's a lot of reading. And she's telling you what to say. That's interesting. Okay. (laughs) Younger sister influencing older brother. Something is wrong here. Okay. So we started a reading outside. Pay attention over here, Amelia. We started reading outside. And then we came in and we did what? What did we carry? Ethan's like, I don't know. You were here. Did you carry anything in your hand? A palm. Excellent. So we carried palms and we laid them down. Well, that's kind of strange, isn't it? It's kind of confusing, isn't it? Well, I think that's true maybe not only for you, but for all of us here. This story can get confusing, and so I'd like you to help me teach. Can you help me teach? Yeah. We're going to reenact Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem and his final steps to the cross. Now, what are we going to need? Which characters are in this story? Donkey? No. Yes? (laughs) Oh, great. A perfect Lutheran already disagreeing with me, and she's three years old. Okay. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Whenever she hugs him, because whenever you don't know the answer, just say Jesus, and it'll almost always work. That's correct. We have Jesus and a donkey. We're going to need palm leaves and a city gate and a cross. So you with me? Amelia, you with me here? All right. So I went looking for a donkey. Oh my gosh. They didn't have a donkey where I went looking. So, and I want you to pay attention, Ethan. This is going to be exciting for you. They didn't have any donkeys, but they did have a fire-breathing dragon. (laughs) This can be yours if you are quiet for the rest of the children's sermon. A fire-breathing dragon. So this is our donkey in the story, right? Okay. Now, who needs to go on top of the fire-breathing dragon or the donkey? Now you can talk. Say it again. Jesus, excellent. Well, I went looking for Jesus 
as an action figure all over the place, but they didn't have anything. The only thing I could find was a medieval knight with a unicorn on his head. So this is Jesus, although remember he says, he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. So he shouldn't have a sword in his hand, but he's a, you might say he's prepared for spiritual battle. So Jesus, and this is really cool, watch this. Jesus goes on his donkey. There's a saddle on the, isn't that weird that there's a saddle on a fire-breathing dragon? Okay, so this is Jesus, this is the donkey. What happens next in the story? The people greet him at the city gates. There's the city gates. And what do they put on the ground as he's riding his donkey to the city gates? Palms. Excellent, Ethan. Fantastic. And you're doing great too, Amelia. And you two are doing very well also. (laughs) So Jesus enters into the city as people put palms on the ground because they thought, this guy is really important. This guy is the Messiah. But what happens after he goes through the city gate? He is crucified. Crucified by the very people that sung his praises. But guess what? And this is going to be the good news we hear again on Easter. That wasn't the last thing. What does the cross show us? It shows us that God loves us no matter what and that God will go to any length to embrace us, even to God's death in Christ. Very good. Does this make sense now? Ethan, you've got the whole story, right? We've got Jesus, donkey. We've got palms, city, crucifixion, new life. Make sense? We've just summarized the entire gospel. Isn't that something? All right, now for the fun part. Because you both did so well, I would like to offer, would you like the dragon? Yeah. You want the dragon? You want the knight? Okay, excellent. I was hoping there wouldn't be a fight. That's great. Excellent. You're you're good Christians already. There's your dragon to keep. Uh, Be sure to be careful with them. And uh, Jimmy and Phoebe, I have um, a unicorn Uh, or another fire-breathing dragon, if you would like. And I think you would like. So let's go ahead and make sure that you get your gifts too, which I have over here. So now, Jimmy, this is difficult because you've got to put together the dragon. But I have confidence in you, so I'm going to give you the dragon. And this one you can paint. It's a unicorn. All right. Thank you all. Thanks. Thank you for helping me retell the story. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. (laughs) Don't forget, he can can ride the dragon too.
Please remain standing as we say the words or confess the words of our faith in the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. For the prayers of the church, we invite you to be seated or kneel, whichever your preference. Sustained by God's abundant mercy, let us pray for the church, the world, and all of creation. Save your church, O God. Enable us to boldly confess in every time and place that Jesus Christ is Lord. With the humility of a servant, equip congregations, synods, and other ministry settings to proclaim your extravagant love for all. Lord, in your mercy. Save your creation, O God. Every living being you have made has purpose. Give us renewed appreciation of farm animals who labor in the fields, service animals who accompany their human companions, and beloved pets who live alongside us. Lord, in your mercy. Save the peoples of earth, O God. Restore dignity to those who are scorned and persecuted for their religious beliefs or political activism, and deliver them from the hand of their enemies. Bring peace to places where conflict runs deep, especially for those who protest in Israel and those who fight in Ukraine. Lord, in your mercy. Save those who cry to you in any need, O God. Watch over all who are incarcerated or awaiting trial and stand with those who are unjustly accused. Be present with those who, who are feeling isolated, lonely, or fearful. Lord, in your mercy. Save us in your love, O God. Guide the work of church musicians, pastors, choirs, readers, deacons, technicians, acolytes, and all who assist in worship. 
Sustain them in their leadership as they accompany congregations through this holy week. Lord, in your mercy. For whom or what else do the people of God pray? Kind and loving God, we give you thanks for each person here who brought the presence of Christ with them into our gathering today. We ask that you be with all of us in our joy as well as in our sadness. We pray especially for Chris, for the family of Christine, for Jeff, for Gordon, for the family of Georgianne, for the family of Sharon, for the family of Lee Mathis, for Cara's friend Lena, for Pat's sister Donna, for the Unseths, the Richie's family, for Candy, for Eunice, for the family of Elena, Richard, Matthew, Kathleen, Finley, Kirsty, for the family of Michael, for John's friend, for Awatosh and Mulugeta, for Jan, Jean, Richard, Barb, Denny, Hildy, Mary, Carol, Jessica for healing and support, and her mother Jennifer. Lord, in your mercy. Save us at last, O God. We give you thanks for your saints of old who embodied your servant love. As you came to their aid, so deliver us in times of trial that every knee would bend in, in praise to you. Lord, in your mercy. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting in your steadfast love and your promise to renew your whole creation through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Please rise as you are able for the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. You call your people to cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast, that renewed in the gift of baptism, we may come to the fullness of your grace. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. 
In the night in which he was handed over, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Lord, inspire us to work toward your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Lutheran tradition, we teach that while Christ fills all things and is present everywhere, he comes to us in a personal, special way through the sacraments of baptism and Holy Communion. All baptized Christians are welcome to receive communion this morning. If you wish to receive a blessing in place of the Eucharist, simply fold your arms like this. For those who are receiving from their pews using communables, I invite you at this time to follow my lead. Christ is among us receive the bread of life this is his body given for you and this is his blood shed for you you may be seated
Please rise as you are able for our post-communion prayer. We give you thanks, gracious God, for the love you show us in this meal. Send us to bring good news to a hurting world and to proclaim your favor to all, strengthened with the richness of your grace in your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated again. Welcome once more this Palm Sunday to Queen Anne Lutheran Church. It is such a joy to see you here and to uh, worship with you. Paradoxically, even as we look now toward the death of Jesus Christ, it also feels like there's new life among us, and it's just wonderful to experience. So we hope to see you again and again as we go ever deeper into the gospel story. I wanted to take a few moments just to thank uh, a, a variety of people. Uh, first, to our Altar Guild for putting up this incredible display. Uh, my apologies to Jennifer. I spilled a little bit of grape juice on it just now. I caught it, but I know I'm in trouble. So, <laughs> uh, I also wanted to thank uh, the choir, uh, as well as all of our wonderful volunteers this morning, our greeters, our ushers, our readers, our acolytes, everyone who helped uh, with the service. And of course, we also want to thank our counters uh, who do very important work here uh, in this ministry. So thank you to all of you who have been helping. It's what makes us a church. One of the couple things I wanted to mention uh, is the forum that we had. It is so strange to go from uh, talking about how quantum physics and theology can work together to doing a children's sermon like the one we did here. But it's so fun. I wanted to thank... Uh, Pastor Joshua, who led us in today's forum, it was very thought-provoking, borderline heretical, just what we wanted. So, Joshua, if you would just wave your hand. Please be sure to greet Joshua uh, after the service, and thank you again. Uh, when you are uh, in the narthex after the service, I also invite you to uh, sign the cards that we'll be delivering with the Easter lilies. And I have a brief story I wanted to share with you. Some of you know and remember uh, Ruth Gormley. Well, I remember bringing uh, Easter lilies once to Ruth, and I was told later by Sally, her daughter, how meaningful it was for Ruth to see all the names who had signed the card. So it's our way of bringing church to others when others can't come and join us in church, bringing Christ to others. And so I encourage you, just take a moment and please sign uh, the cards out there so that we can do uh, what we did for Ruth for others uh, um, this Easter season. Next, I'd like to invite up uh, Vanity, our new children and youth ministry coordinator with a special announcement. Hello, hello, good morning. Uh, I am the new Children and Youth Ministry Coordinator, so um, just in case you haven't met me, um, nice to meet you all, nice to meet you all. Uh, next Sunday is Easter, so it's the resurrection of Christ. It's a big opportunity for um, everybody to come in for a big communion, because we're going to have a big Easter breakfast at 9 a.m., so that's in between the two, uh, 8 a.m. and 10.30 service. Um, during that time, um, we would like to invite any teens out there to help um, with the Easter egg hunt and to host some activities for our young ones. 
And so we'll have some Easter eggs, we'll have some stickers to decorate the eggs with, we'll do some, potentially some egg painting and other things like that um, with prizes, erasers, candies, and things like that for our young ones to get into while parents and um, older ones are having breakfast. So that would be great. Um, volunteers, contact me, I'll be around. Um, office hours to be determined. And um, yeah, that's, that's going on next Sunday. So I appreciate you guys for joining today for Palm Sunday and hopefully we'll see you on Easter. Thank you. Isn't this wonderful? This day has finally arrived. It's been a while. Thank you to the congregation for making Vanity's presence among us possible. I wanted to say just a few quick last words before we close our service today. First of all, the, uh, the calendar for Good Friday and Easter, we have a Good Friday service here at 7.30 p.m. It's a very powerful service. Um, we invite you to join us for that. And then, of course, Easter, uh, we have uh, the 8 and 10.30 a.m. services with the uh, first Easter breakfast since the pandemic. And we need your help. If you can help with the Easter breakfast, we invite you to contact Mark Dibble. His email address is listed in the bulletin or sign up in the narthex. Finally, I wanted to share with you another story about what happened this week. Two people uh, who reached out to us for help, we, with the pastor's discretionary fund, were able to prevent them from being evicted from their apartments. In other words, the money that's in that fund helped keep them from being homeless or experiencing homelessness. But now that money is low again. And so I, I invite you to prayerfully consider, if you would, donating explicitly to the discretionary fund so that I can do more of the work we're called to do on your behalf, which is to say, to proclaim God's love in Christ and give, in this case, for others. So thank you for all who have donated to this fund in the past, and uh, thank you in advance for those who uh, consider and do this uh, now. It's needed, and it makes a difference. Are there any other announcements for the good of the congregation? Then please rise as you are able for the final blessing. Let us bless the Lord. Eternal God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen. Our sending hymn, O Love, How Deep, is number 322 in the Red Hymnal. <laughs> 